many of you guys were here last week? It was kind of a weird week, wasn't it, where we just kind of like, the Lord just said, hitting the brakes, and we didn't do music, we were just in the presence of the Lord, and, and uh, I started to feel like <laughs> what God is doing with us is like, it's like when you find, hello, okay, <laughs> it's a subtle way the sound guys say, you're going the wrong direction, bro, um, <laughs> We don't want to hear this. Um, you know when you like decide, I probably should go to the doctor after all. Like, good, I'm going to deal with this. I, I, I went to, <laughs> for, since I've lived in Tulsa, it's been a long, like 25 years, I've never been able to breathe out of my nose. Which means I probably have a really strong cardiovascular system, you know, because I like to run. But it's just like, eh. Um, and so I went, I, I had to change doctors because of whatever, because mine retired. And, and uh, so I was going to this new doctor a couple of weeks ago, and she goes, Can I look in your nose and your ears? She goes, like, You have terrible allergies. What is wrong with you? I was like, I know. I, it, and, and so, in a way, it was like this kind of moment of stopping and recognizing maybe I could get better at this. But from here on out, it's pretty plain, it's pretty much using nose spray. You know, it's just the dailiness of remembering just these daily habits. Um, and I kind of feel like there's something that God is doing in, in us that, that's new. It's new. Um, I don't even know what that means. But I feel like he hit some breaks. There was some prophetic stuff going on last week that, that maybe we'll share about later. But it was like the Lord saying, I'm doing something new in y'all. Um, but what I can mistake that for is that means everything's going to be amazing all the time. And that's just not the way Jesus has ordered our lives. He has these moments, you can see in Scripture, where, you know, Jacob's like wakes up, he's sleeping on the ground and sees angels going up and down all, uh, this staircase and is like, God is here. And so what he does is he builds an altar. To say, this was a moment that I know God spoke to me. And then he goes about living faithfully, day in and day out. And that's where God shapes us to live a life in the shape of Jesus. So, so whether, whether you're in a spot that feels really highly stimulated right now, or it's really daily, which one is the Lord? Yes. Does that make sense? I remember when I was in my, like 16 years old and I had the camp experience. It was so awesome that I'd be terrified that I wouldn't feel like this every day. And you'd think by 50 years old, I would have figured this out. But it's, it's just the ebbs and flows of God taking the, the, the paddles to the chest, you know, and then living life. Because the truth is we don't want the paddles to our chest every week. That's a little bit much, right? It might not work. So today, so Bible Blast is one of those things. Today, that's what we're going to talk about. We're, we've got two more weeks, this week and next week, on reading Scripture. Uh, because it's just really basic stuff of if we don't actually practice what we know, there, there really wasn't that much of a point to learning it. Would you agree with me? You know, Jesus says it, and he's like, is Jesus being so harsh? And he's just being practical. He says... You call me Lord, Lord, why don't you do what I say, man? I, I, I've taught you how to live. I've taught you how to live a fruitful, flourishing, abundant life. In dependence on me. 
So just, just tomorrow, wake up and do that one thing that takes 15 minutes or whatever. Not because that's the way we get to God. It's because it's the way He shapes us, shapes our will. And so we've been talking about Scripture, if you're new to believers, we've been talking about Scripture for a number of weeks. We talked about what it is, how we interpret it, why should we read it, and the last couple of weeks is how do we read it. And so if you go to our YouTube channel online or uh, our podcast, you can go back. We, we went in a lot of depth on all those things if you want to look at it. Um, but last, the last two Sundays we've talked about one was re- how we read the Bible as individuals. We talked about how that's kind of a unique thing in these days, in the last 500 years. Uh, nobody even had a Bible back in the day. Um, but now that we do, we have, we have this way of reading individually. But the goal we have to remember with all of these practices, whatever it is, prayer, showing up on a Sunday morning to do worship music and hear teaching, the goal is to be near and like Jesus. And the fun part about that is that we cannot do that apart from Jesus. The only way to be near Jesus is through the Holy Spirit. If you've put your faith in Jesus, said, Jesus, you're my boss, he's filled you with his spirit. The same spirit that Father, Son, and Spirit are are all sharing in this very substance, the Spirit of God, that comes and is the presence of Jesus to us, and then is the power of to change. The Holy Spirit is the power to change. Our wills are not strong enough. Just You need to know it. the human will actually is not that strong. A few of us have pretty strong wills and the irony is God has to work harder on us usually when we have a strong will. John Free says the best, he said, Gal, the, the thing I have best going for me in my relationship with God is I have very low pain tolerance. God can redirect me very quickly. It doesn't take much. And so it's the Holy Spirit who gives us the power to start to live a different life. Otherwise, when we talk about practices like Bible reading, it just gets more uh, laborious. And that's what we call, when we we talk about religion in a negative way, it really is self-will. Trying to climb up to God. We can't do that. Jesus came down to us to rescue us. He loves us. He saved us before we do a single thing right. In fact, we've done it mostly all wrong. And he's in love with us. Forgives us, then he transforms us. And so, but we have a role. We have a role in, in, in our transformation. God doesn't override our will. What he wants to do is create, as, as, as Kelly was saying in that beautiful word today, a friendship. A friendship. Have you ever, have you ever thought about it? Did you guys grow up in the time in history? Oh, gosh. I hope this wasn't your... But I had this... I was in a church where you had the altar call and everyone got resaved every week. Were you part of that? And because I'm a sensitive person, I was getting saved like weekly and then between the weeks. And, and, and I remember there's... It, it, this is when I was in youth group. Remember Lord, Larry Norman? I wish we'd all been ready. Thief in the night, everyone's getting their heads chopped off. You know, you're just, you know, if you, for the young people, you're like, what kind of youth group did you go to? This all happened. This all happened. Yeah, it was like about the the rapture and scary movies. And and I remember in the youth group, it was kind of, this question is like, 
you know, in a sense, how far can you go and you're not saved anymore? Has anybody ever thought about that? You know, how, and, and there's this one kid who was a total hellion in the group, and literally, he, he did something he shouldn't have, and the police were saying, stop, and he hit his knees and started saying the sinner's prayer, because <laughs> he thought they were going to shoot him. So he figured, I'm going to die. He'd, he'd been practicing for this moment to make sure he'd still be saved. <laughs> now think about how shallow of a relationship. Is that a friendship? Should, could you say to your friend, or your spouse, or, or the person you love, how much could I neglect you and we'd still, you'd still like me, you know, right? It's kind of a weird question to ask. That's why I think that God's not clear about it at all in Scripture. He's not trying to answer that question. He's just saying, well, can we just be friends? <laughs> and that's what he's training us into is a life where we actually find our desires reworked to want to be with the living one. The one who when I'm with, I make sense. <laughs> the one who when I'm with, I know I'm seen and loved. That Again, like Kelly said, that I'm known at the core. That I'll never be misunderstood. Oh, So one of the practices we have to be able to know this God is big picture reading because it gets us acquainted with the large storyline. Another one's meditative reading because it lets us soak in these ideas. And stay with some ideas about what God is like so we start to deepen our friendship with God. And then when we, we talked about reading the Bible together, we talked about something called the sword method, something called Lectio Divina, and praying scripture. We're going to actually practice those next Sunday, and that'll be fun. Today we're going to do some practice. We're going to actually do some of this individual Bible reading together. So this may feel a little bit Sunday schoolish, and that's okay. Um, because it's Sunday and we're going to be schooled. <laughs> uh, so big picture reading, again, is, is like reading large portions of the Scripture over a sustained period of time. The thing, uh, somebody told me this last week, it was helpful to hear that, oh, right, this is over a lifetime. This isn't like something I'm going to check off. This is a box we'll never check off. It's just a life that we're getting acquainted with the storyline and realizing it's my family line now. It's my family history. I'm in this storyline. So it's not foreign to me, even though it's from an ancient culture and there's things that feel foreign to me, but it's a family line that preceded me. And so the purpose is to get the overall storyline. And I gave you, here's some tools, Moravian Daily Texts is a tool that I like to use because it'll take you through the Bible in two years. It's, it's a tool that's been around for a long, long time for the Moravians, uh, several hundred years. Uh, Uversion, it's, a, it's another digital Bible that has like, if you go into their plans, there's like, I don't know, 50 uh, at least Bible reading plans to go over a period of time to get the whole ark. Um, and then Bible Project. Just a brilliant resource where if you can download their app, it has even ways you can read three themes through the scriptures and some helpful videos that go along with it that just help you catch the overall storyline. I also recognize, now you can use any of these things along with a paper Bible, okay? So if you're a paper person, that will work as well. You can use their plans and just go along with them. Or you, you look on Amazon, just just put it in one year reading Bible and you'll see about 45 options. Um, and so the thing is critical is use a translation that is readable for you. 
one that makes sense when you read it. There's nothing like especially holy if you can't understand it. That doesn't mean it's a better translation. Um, like the NLT, I love. New Living Translation is a good reading Bible. And then just stick to reading schedule and focus on the big picture rather than get bogged down in the details. That's kind of the practice. We're not going to do that here this morning because that would take a year. But that's kind of the whole thing of the big picture reading. We're going to take a little action on this at the end of the service about how we can uh, do that. We're going to do a quick meditative reading practices this morning. Meditative reading, the, the word in Hebrew, it, it, one of the words in Hebrew, the meditate is to mutter, to speak to oneself. It's like if you're saying something and memorizing something, you're just kind of talking about it. You're just talking about it yourself all the time. Kind of like a guy with his Bluetooth in or a crazy person, one of those two. Which these days you can't tell the difference, can you? Purpose is to internalize smaller portions of scriptures. And we talked about three different ways to do that. One is memorization. Memorization is a really powerful tool to just get stuff down in you and make it part of your psyche. Another one is to pray the scriptures. Use that to to springboard off of. Third one is to enter the story. We're going to do all three here today. Ready? So we're going to enter the story. Here's the story we're going to do. You may want to pull this up on your phone uh, or if you've got your paper Bible. uh, Which, If you have your paper Bible, you are the best Christian in this room. We will reward you when you walk out. Um, Bill Neff, he's so funny. He's always got the funniest things. He's like, God, we should start Christian of the Year Awards. See how that goes. That would be really interesting. A lot of jokes you can think about this. So here's what I'm going to do to practice this. I'm going to read the story, just listen to it, and then what I want you to do after it is you're going to need to look at it, uh, either on your phone or your paper Bible, and, and what you're going to do is you're going to imagine one of the, you're one of the characters in this story. And it, pick whoever you want. You got, you know, you'll, you'll see him, you, you can pick one of the characters, or maybe you're just a bystander. But we're going to try to do our best is to really imagine being in it. So I'll read it. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good, Jesus answered. No one's good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I've kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. So what I, what I might do, this, I'll just give you a little teaser so you get your thinking. I, I imagine I'm the man and what, what's going on in me that I'm so desperate that I've seen this Jesus guy that I would embarrass myself by running in front of Jesus and skidding to my knees. And apparently I'm a wealthy guy, so I might be kind of, I don't know, have really nice clothes. And just imagine what that's like and kind of go from there. So look at your scripture and just take a minute and imagine yourself in the story.
I know some of you are probably still in it. That's great. I just wanted to give you a chance. I had a crazy thought. My dad, who's an engineer and knows a lot more than I do, was telling me that physicists say, and the scientists among us can say, that when sound is uttered off the earth, it keeps on traveling forever. And here's a crazy thought. In a very real sense, you can presently enter that story that still the sounds, these very words, are still in existence out in the universe. And I just said, had the sense from the Lord, it's like, oh, they're coming into it with me. Get familiar with me. All right, how many of you guys imagine being uh, the, the rich guy? All right. How many of you guys imagine being an onlooker? How about being Jesus? I think that's legal. Because, right, we want to know what Jesus, like, I just imagine Jesus looking at him going, oh, man, I love this guy. He's so sweet. I'm just about to blow his socks off. I just love this guy, and this is going to be hard for him. I hope he responds. Do you see, do you kind of notice any sights and sounds? Did anybody notice something stuck out more than you noticed it in the first reading? Stacy did. Okay. Okay. Good. Hopefully you're just getting a little taste. You could spend hours in this. I know friends who've done this with the same story for weeks. Uh, and that it's the miracle of the scriptures. That it's breathed by God himself. And you just find there's just really no bottom to this lake. You know, you just keep on plumbing this thing. And it gets deeper and deeper. So, little practice. If you've never done it before, hopefully that was a good experience for you. Now what we're going to do is memorization. We're going to remember this, memorize this verse together. You ready? Can we do it? So, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take it a phrase at a time and just work it. I'm going to go a little faster than I probably do by myself, but we're going to have this verse memorized in the next few minutes. Can we do this? Okay, so I'll read it out loud. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. So here's what we're going to do. We're just going to start with this first phrase. Let's say out loud together. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One more time. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Okay, so what's that first phrase? Good. I'm going to add a phrase. One thing you lack, he said. So let's do the whole thing together. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Okay. Jesus. Well done. Okay. So now we're going to add another phrase. Let's read this phrase together. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor. Good. So now let's do the whole thing together. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor. Let's do it again. 
Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor. One more time. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor. Jesus looked at him. Well played. Well done, friends. Okay, so now we're going to add one more phrase. Let's say it out loud together. And you will have treasure in heaven. So let's go the whole thing. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Okay, let's try it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Oh, yes. Guys, we're almost there. We've got one phrase. Then come, follow me. Let's say that short phrase again. Then come, follow me. Say the short phrase again. Then come, follow me. All right, let's do the whole thing. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. Let's do it again. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, then come follow me. One more time. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, Go sell everything you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. Let's try it. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Give yourselves a hand. Well done. Now, did any of you notice that you're like, is there an and there? Will. And this is, the, this is the fun part about memorization. You start to notice things. Like I started to notice that, oh, Jesus is trying to get him to have more treasure. That's, that's one of the things I started to notice. I started memorizing is, oh, he's trying, to, he's trying to clear the deck for more treasure. And that this is about following Jesus. It's not about money. It's not about possessions. It's about following See, there's just things that come up in your memorization. And then here's what's crazy is it's like we're giving the Holy Spirit like just data files that when we need them, you can just pull them up. That has happened to me so many times that like, oh, come and follow me. 
has to do with treasure in heaven. I'm going to have more treasure in heaven, even though I feel like I'm having to give stuff up right now. Okay, now what we're going to do is we're going to pray this scripture. Some things might have got poked in you. I don't know, when you're praying it. So what we're going to do is just take a few minutes and inspired from this scripture, we're going to talk to the Lord. And so I'll give you a little example of that. And it's, so I'll just, I'll just say, Lord, uh, you know, I, I get scared sometimes uh, when you ask me to give things up that I think are really important to me. And I don't actually believe that it means more treasure. So apparently I don't trust you. I don't believe that you're looking at me and loving me. So will you forgive me? And will you help me to trust your love? Make sense? All right, so we don't have to do it out loud because we're doing this individually. So let's just take a minute. And from this scripture, let's just pray it. So take time to do that. And some of us might have conversations to have with the Lord after this, you know, maybe this afternoon, something got poked, you know, like, I don't like that, or, oh, do you look at me and love me? Help me to believe that. Clear the decks if there's anything preventing that, I don't know. Okay. So, no, I'm kind of rushing us forward, but today was about practicing, giving you a taste, but it's all for this purpose at the end. So, the summary... Big picture reading here, the different tools I mentioned, and these are by, by no means all of them. They're just the ones that I use. Um, and then here are tools for meditative reading, you know, entering the story, memorization, praying scripture. So here's what we're going to do right now. This, this whole thing is for our response. Again, this, none of this matters if we don't actually put it into practice. Because we want to be near and like Jesus. So we get to do a part of that. It's the Holy Spirit who's the presence of Jesus and the power to change. But then we get to do these practices to help participate with that. So what we're going to do right now is as we look at big picture reading and meditative reading, I want you to ask Jesus, do you want me to engage in one of these right now? Maybe you already are. Um, and, and I don't know that everyone is going to say right away, yes, I don't know that. But that's why I'm asking you to ask him. It's your relationship with Jesus, not mine. 
So let's ask him, do you want me to do any of these, Lord, right now? It's a practice in my life. Now, we don't need to belabor this because for some of us, something popped in our head right away. Some of you guys have been like, yeah, I've been avoiding this for a while and I can't believe we're talking about it. Some of the times you're like, I don't know. Here's a great way to hear from God with this stuff. Try it and see what happens. And if you notice that, man, there's just not any stickiness to it. You're having trouble staying with it. You're not meeting Jesus in a relational way. Then try a different one. So that's why there's a lot of different things, because we're in different seasons throughout life. There's different times that meditative reading has been super important to me. Different times, I just need to hear that storyline. Sometimes I've done both at the same time. Sometimes I've done neither. But the point is that we're engaging, doing whatever it takes to be near and like Jesus, because we just want to respond to him. Does that make sense? Okay, so here's what I want you to do. If you feel like God's asking you to do something, get your tool today. You could download Moravian Daily Text app. If you don't have the user version Bible, you could download it right now. Bible Project app, you could download it right now. Um, you could get on Amazon right now and find them through the Bible in a year. If you would rather do it in paper. Acquire your tool today. So maybe like, well, I don't, I can't, I'm trying to get online and the Wi-Fi here stinks. Okay. Then set yourself an alarm right now to do it at a certain time today. I'm trying to help. Trying to help because I know how life is. Next thing is set your schedule today. If you don't schedule your time, it's not going to happen. So if you're like, I know a good time to read would be just before I go to bed because I happen to go to bed every day. Or just when you get up. Or maybe right after lunch. Something that you could think about, and that might take a couple more minutes to think, what could I stick to on a regular basis? So if you're like, oh, I need some time to think about that, I need to pull my calendar out, which I know it's already on your phone, but I get it. Um, that's okay. Then set yourself an alarm right now for when you'll get this done today. Again, I'm, I'm talking about, you and Jesus are talking about this. He's wanting to do it. Mike Evans just says, if God's, if God's talking to you, you kind of need to respond like the God of the universe is talking to you. He loves us so much, and he's got so many ways he wants to engage with us, and he knows best what to do with our time. So, now here's where it's really going to help. I want you to text somebody now and tell them what you're doing. Because then it's going to get harder to get out of it. Tell them, okay, I'm in church service. I know this is weird. Ask me about it in, in a day because I'm, I'm, I feel like God's telling me to do this thing and I want to do it. But I know I won't do it unless I follow up. And then I want you to follow up with that person within the week and tell them you're doing it. See, the fun part is this. We just gently help each other. Sometimes the word accountability has gotten wonky, like uh, guilt and shame. No, it's just we all know we're just kind of left to myself. I will be isolated and doing nothing. That's just the way I am. 
but with my community around me, with all those phone lights, as Zach illustrated well, we can, we can walk this thing together in a joyful, loving way. All right, let's stand together. So that was the altar call. That was it. But of course, I know there are a vast array of needs, concerns in the room right now. And Jesus is here to help us right now. So if we could have our prayer team folks come forward, please. If anybody needs any prayer or anything at all, um, today would be a good day to get it. If you've not ever decided to follow Jesus, oh man. It's so hard and so wonderful. It'll cost you everything, and you won't want any of it anyway. So come and talk to me. Come and talk to somebody here about following Jesus if you're interested in doing that, maybe getting baptized. I'm going to pray over you. Jesus, I'm so interested to know what your emotions are right now. Because what I know of you from scriptures and from my experiences with you is that I think you're really, really geeked. That there's an anticipation in your heart for deeper intimacy and communion with your kids. And so, Lord, as you're seeing us do that, you know that we can't do it unless you help us. So will you help? Help us, because we want to be near and like you. And we ask through the merit of your name, Jesus, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, amen and amen. Have a great week, friends. Afghan thing is in the fireside room right after this right now if you want to be supporting them.